Shalom to all. Today's office Psachim Daf Memches. We are starting 13 lines from the top, the second to last word on the line. Today's office sponsored Bishos Daniel Mordechai Ben Chana. He should have Atzlacha in all areas of life. Now, the last half and a half, we've been discussing the Machlekes between Rabbi and Rav Chizda. If we say Hayol in this scenario when one cooked food on Yantif for the weekday, Rabbi says we say Hayol since if a guest would visit, this food would be for them. So already now we can say that the cooking wasn't for naught. Whereas Rav Chizda disagrees. Now, in the Mishnah on Memvav, we had a Machlekes between Rabbi Leizer and Rabbi Yeshua regarding. Tomei Matzah Doan Pesach, and what to do regarding taking off challah. Rabbi Lezer had said, all of it should be baked, and then challah should be taken off, whereas Rabbi Yeshua held, the challah should be taken off even while it's still dough, even if that challah becomes chametz, there's no issue with that. And the Gemara says, this It's the same machlekas. Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Yeshua. Rabbi Lezer says, we apply hayol. Rabbi Yeshua says, says, there's no hayol. Now, how does hayol fit into the Mishnah? Rabbi Lezer says, hayol, since all this matzah can be baked, and then a piece can be broken off each one for challah, then there's no unnecessary baking being done. Whereas Rabbi Yeshua argues, says no hayol, therefore challah must be taken off before baking. But now, Amr Papa, he says, Maybe Rabbi Lezer only says hayol in the Mishnah. At the moment that you put each matzah into the oven, each and every matzah could technically be used for this person personally. But in the case of Rabbi Lezer, that it's fit for guests. For him, it's not fit because we had already said that he already ate his yantif meal and he doesn't need this food anymore. Perhaps Rabbi Lezer would say that we do not apply hayol in the case of Rabbi Lezer. And Amr of Shishi Breder of Eid Perhaps it's not so for another reason. Perhaps Rabbi Shua says in our Mishnah that we do not say There's going to be one matzah that's not fit for him or for guests. Why is that? Because even though you could break off one piece of matzah for challah, that's highly unlikely. He's probably going to take all of his matzah together and then just take one of them off for challah. And since that's Tomei, so that's not fit for him and it's not fit for the Kayin. And that's I wouldn't say Hayol. But over here, in the case of baking on Yontif for the weekday, it is fit for Archen that are going to come and visit him. Perhaps Rabbi Shua would say Hayol. So we don't necessarily have a good comparison. And now Amru Rabbanu Kamei Rabbi Yimri Rabbi The Rabbanan said this over in front of Rabbi Yimri Rabbi meaning the comparison of Rabbi and Rav Chiz's machlekes to Rabbi Yezer and Rabbi Shua's machlekes. Rabbi Yirmiya Kibla, Rabbi Zera like Kibla. Rabbi Yirmiya accepted it as a good comparison, whereas Rabbi Zera didn't. Amalei Rabbi Yirmiya Rabbi Zera, Rabbi Yirmiya asked Rabbi Zera, Milza the Kashulan Shani, this thing that's been bothering us for many years already, but my plague Rabbi Yezer Rabbi Shua, what are Rabbi Yezer and Rabbi Shua arguing about in our Mishnah? Hashdam Romish made the Gavarabah, now we have an answer from a great man, meaning from Rabbi Barchama, Vlaine Kabla, and you're not going to accept that answer? So Amalei Rabbi Zera told Rabbi Shua, Hechei Kabla, how could I accept that answer? The Tanina, we have a Brisa. Rabbi Shua, Rabbi Shua had told Rabbi Lezer, Lidvarecha, according to you, he's over on that you're not allowed to do any malacha, he's baking this challah dough unnecessarily, and so he's over. And Rabbi Lezer was quiet, seemingly, Rabbi Lezer agreed to him. And if they're really arguing about Hayal, so Lemolei, Rabbi Lezer should have just responded to Rabbi Shua, time did Dimishim Hayal, I hold of Hayal, and that's why he's allowed to bake all of it. So Amrlei, Rabbi Yirmiya responded to Rabbi Zera, according to you, so we have a different price that says, Amrlei, Rabbi Lezer had told Rabbi Shua, According to you, he's going to be Ivram by Rabbi Matzah if he has this chalado and then it ends up becoming chametz, so then he's going to be Ivram having chametz on Pesach. And Rabbi Shua was quiet and he didn't respond. Are you going to say that Rabbi Shua really didn't respond to him? Rabbi Shua had responded in our Mishnah that now the Mishnah says, This is not the type of chametz that we're warned about that we're going to be Ivram by Rabbi Matzah. Ella must be Shasak Le The version of the conversation that we had quoted in the Brisa 
Then Rabbi Shua was quiet and didn't respond to Rabbi Lezer. However, in the Mishnah, he did respond to him. Hachinami, so too. Emer Shasik Leib Masnison. Let's say Rabbi Lezer was quiet to Rabbi Shua in the Mishnah. However, in a different Braisa, he did respond to him. So therefore, you don't have a good reason not to accept this explanation from Rami Barachama. And Tanya, you have a Braisa. Rabbi Yomer, he says, Halachak Rabbi Lezer, the Halachak Rabbi Lezer. Rabbi Yitzchak Amar, Halachak Ben Beseira, the Halachak Ben Beseira, that you should take off challah before baking this dough and put that challah in cold water to prevent it from becoming chametz. And now the Gemara asks for Kamashir. Isa, what's the size of a dough that a person can make on Pesach and he doesn't have to be afraid that it's going to become chametz very quickly? Rabbi Shmuel Benesh Ariyach and Rebekah Emer, he says, Bechitin, if he's making a wheat dough, kabin, it's two kava flour. Or Besayin, if it's a barley dough, Shlesh's kabin, he's allowed to use three kava flour. That's because wheat becomes chametz quicker than barley, so therefore he has to use less wheat than barley. Rabbi Nassim Aram Mishim Rabbi Lezer, he says, Chilavadvarm, it's the opposite. Barley is two kav and wheat is three kav. The Gemara asks, Batani Rabbi Shmuel Benesh Ariyach and Rebekah Emer, he says, Bechitin, Shlesh's kabin, Besayin, Arba kabin. Wheat is three kav and barley is four kav. The Gemara answers loy kasha, no problem. So one is talking about poor quality, meaning when you have poor quality wheat or barley, you're allowed to use more. One is where it's a very good quality, so then you have to use less because it's going to become chametz quicker. And Amar of Papa he says, Shmamina we see from here. Grain chiti chasechso michitim alyasa tfei midgrain sari chasechso misari alyasa. Poor quality wheat in relation to good quality wheat is more inferior than poor quality barley is in relation to good quality barley. Why is that? Because over there in regards to wheat, tilsa, the difference between the good quality and bad quality is a third. We said good quality, you're only allowed to use two, whereas bad quality, you're allowed to use three, so that's a difference of a third. Vahach over here in regards to barley, riva, the difference is a quarter. Good quality barley, you're allowed to use three, whereas bad quality barley, you're allowed to use four. So we see that the difference between the good quality and bad quality barley is less than the difference between the good quality and bad quality wheat. Now back to the halacha regarding the size dough you're allowed to make on Pesach and you do not have to be afraid that it's going to become chametz quickly. Amarav, he says, The size of a kav that comes from the pace of Miloigna, that's allowed to be used for a dough on Pesach. And that size dough is also chayv in chala. The Gemara asks, We have a Mishnah. Five quarters of flour and a little bit more than that is chayv in chala and not a kav from Miloigna. So the Gemara answers, This is the rule that's being said. A from Malagna is also based on this shear, meaning it's equal to, this is the same shear as five quarters of a kav of flour. Amrav Yosef, Hani Nashi done. our women, Nahog Lamefa Kafiza Kafiza Lapischa, they have the custom ready only to bake a kafiza at a time of dough, and that's three quarters of a kav of dough. Amrav Yabai, my daitech l'chomra, are you thinking that what they're doing is l'chomra because they're ensuring that their dough is not going to become chametzik? Chomra to us the day kulahu. It's a chomra that's going to end up being a kula, the kamafkalim echala, because now they don't have to take chala off of this dough because it only has three quarters of a kav of flour. Amrav he responded to often Krebilezri, these women do like Rebilezri, did not, we have a mission. Remember, he says, Haraida, someone that removes bread from the oven, and he places all that bread into a basket. That basket combines all of them to be chayv and chala. So even if they made small little doughs, and each dough individually wasn't chayv and chala, now that we have all these doughs together in a basket after they were baked, so now they're chayv and chala. And that's exactly what these women did on Pesach. They would make these small little doughs, bake little matzahs out of them, and then they'd put all that matzah into a basket, and then they would take off chala. Amalei responded, was stated on that. This is only talking about the loaves of Bavel, that when they're in the same basket, when they're in the same area, then they would be chayv and chala. Why is that? Because they bite from each other. These are very large loaves, and when they're in the oven, they bake together, they expand, and then they stick to each other, and when you pull them apart, a piece breaks off and sticks to the other one. So it's considered like one loaf, and that's why they're chayv and chala. But long, narrow loaves, such as these matzahs, they are not 
Chayv and Chala, even if you take them and put them in the same basket. But then he takes that, that back right away. Ha'itmar Lo stated on that, Amr of Chanina, Afilu Kachin, even these long, narrow loaves, as long as they're placed in the same basket, then there's a Chayv of Chala. By Rabbi Yirmiya, he asks, what about if we have a board and it doesn't have a rim or a lip? Mahu, what's the halacha? Do we have to place all these loaves or all this matzah inside of a kli? Vahalakin over here, we don't have the inside of a kli. We just have a flat board that they're all placed on top. Or perhaps We just have to have them being in the same airspace, in the same area of the kli, even though it doesn't have a lip. They're still technically inside the same kli. And we have that because they're all on the same board. The Gemara concludes with Teku. We're going to wait for Eliyahu Anavi to come and answer that question. And now we just have a brass about this. Tanya, Rulezer, Eimer, he says, the basket combines them to be Chayv and Chala. Rabbi Shua, Eimer, he says, the oven itself could combine them to be Chayv and Chala. Rabbi Shem, Eimer, he says, these loaves that are baked in Bavel, they're very big and large. They bite from each other, they expand, and they connect with one each other in the oven. Mitzarfas, only those joined together to be chayv and chala, but not other loaves that are not going to be biting one from another. And the Mishnah says, he tells us, three women can knead their doughs on Pesach together, and they could bake it in the same oven, one after another. Meaning, even though the oven can hold only one dough at a time, so women two and three are going to have to wait while the first one bakes her dough, nonetheless, we don't have to be afraid that the dough is going to become chametz. And they say, no, three women can work with dough as one, one of them needs it, and then the other one has to shape her dough, and then the third one bakes it, meaning they have to do it staggered in different stages. Rabbi Kiva, I mean, he says, and he's commenting on what Rabbi Gabriel had said, not all women, not all wood, and not all ovens are equal, meaning some women are faster and some are slower. Some wood burns hotter and some wood doesn't burn as hot. And some ovens bake quicker and some ovens don't. So you can't say that three women are allowed to knead their dough at the same time. We don't know how quickly they're going to knead it. We don't know how the oven's going to bake it. And Zehaklal, this is the rule. Tafach, if the dough starts swelling, so you see that it's starting to come chametz, Tiltash Batsanin, she should wet her hands with water and then wet the dough, and that prevents it from becoming chametz. And Tan Rabban, we have a brisa that explains how exactly the chametz shita works. Lasha, one woman needs her dough. Himekatefes, then she shapes it. And then her friend starts kneading her dough in place of her. Mekatefes, then that woman who was shaping it, he aifa, she now bakes her dough. Then her friend can start shaping her dough. And then the third woman could start kneading her dough. Aifa, now this woman who was baking her dough, he lasha, she goes back to the beginning and she starts kneading a new dough. And then her friend can start baking her dough. And then the third one can start shaping her dough. And it goes in a circle like this. While one is kneading, one of them is shaping her dough and one of them is baking it, they're not allowed to overlap each other. However, says the Bresa, as long as they're dealing with their dough, it's not going to come chametz. And we explain the Mishnah, not everyone's equal. Tanya, we have a Bresa, Amr, Abikiva, I spoke this out in front of Gamliel. Please teach us, Rabbi. Are we talking about women that are very quick, they're very speedy, or are we even talking about women that aren't so quick to make their dough? Are we talking about moist wood or dry wood? Moist wood doesn't burn as hot, whereas dry wood burns much hotter. Are we talking about a very hot oven or an oven which is not so hot? Amrli, he responded to me, We only have that which the Chum taught us. They didn't tell us all the different specifics in the different scenarios. Zahaklal, this is the rule that the Chum taught us. Tafach, 
If the dough swells, Tiltash B'tsaynin, she should wash her hands with cold water and then she should put it on the dough and that's going to prevent it from becoming chametz because we don't know. Some women are slower, some are faster, some wood burns hot, some wood doesn't burn as hot, and some ovens are hot and some of them are not so hot. So therefore we just have to make sure that the dough doesn't become chametz. And the Mishnah says, Si'ur Yisaref, dough that's reached the stage of Si'ur has to be burned. However, if someone eats it, he's potter, he's not chayv kars for eating chametz. Siduk, however, if it's cracked, Yisaref, he has to burn it. And someone that eats it is going to be chayv kars. Now the Mishnah asks, Ezu Si'ur, what is Si'ur? Kikarni chagavim, when it's formed of two cracks that are separate from each other, similar to the horns or antenna of a grasshopper, then it's reached the stage of Si'ur. Siduk, what does that mean that it's cracked? It has so many cracks on the top of the dough now they're all mixed together with each other, then it's for sure the stage of chametz. Dev Rabbi Yehuda, that's Rabbi Yehuda's opinion. Both of these things Rabbi Yehuda had described, if someone eats that dough, he's chayv kars. Vezu sir, and what's the sir that a person is not chayv kars for eating? That's if the front of the dough has become pale in color. Like a person whose hairs are standing on end, he's so afraid, so his face becomes pale, so when the dough gets to that pale color, so then it's reached sir, you're not allowed to eat it, but you're not going to be chayv kars. And now we have a brayso, ton rabba, if the dough has become pale in color, like a person who's so afraid that his hair is standing on end, Siduk, what's that? Kigarni Chagavim. Divir Amer, that's Amer's opinion, which is really the Chacham's opinion in our Mishnah. And they say, which is really Rabbi Huda's opinion in our Mishnah, Ezu Sir, what's that? Kigarni Chagavim. Siduk, what's that? Shinus Avru Siduk and Zebazet. And now the Brasa continues, And whichever one we're talking about, Siduk or Sir, if someone eats it, he's Chayv Karis. The Gemara asks, why not? We learned in our Mishnah. Mishnah, Sir Yisarif, Sir has to be burned, Va'ichle Pater. However, if someone eats it, he's Pater, Divir Rabbi Huda, that's Rabbi Huda's opinion. Whereas the Chacham in this brass is Rabbi Huda's opinion, and the Chachamim seem to say over here that you're Chayav Karis. So it's a steer between Rabbi Huda and the Brisa and Rabbi Huda and our Mishnah. The Gemara answers, Amal Rameir Zevazahaichle Chayav Karis. Really, this last part of the Brisa, that whoever eats it is Chayav Karis, is going back to Rameir's opinion. Amarav, he says, My time Rameir, why Rameir say that whether it has Karne Chagavim or whether it has a bunch of cracks, that you would be Chayav Karis for eating it? So we answer, you don't have any cracks that above, meaning you could see this crack on top of the dough, that doesn't have a lot of cracks underneath it in the dough. So just because you have two cracks on the top of the dough that look like the horns of a grasshopper, that doesn't mean that there's only two cracks in the dough. There's really a lot of cracks underneath the surface of the dough. And that means that this dough has become chametz. And that's why Rav Meir says that you're chayav kars for eating it. We're going to stop here for the day. Pick up tomorrow with a fresh Mishnah. Everyone should have a wonderful day.